Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Today, we thought we would talk about a question that I get asked all the time, and it's an area that every client I have usually struggles with, and it's this idea of not being able to find clients. This is going to be really good because I think this is one of those things that everybody is seeking and everybody is struggling, and sometimes we don't realize how simple it is, but yeah, it's a mindset thing. So let's explore it. What do you think, Laura? Okay, I'm ready to dive in. Good. Finding clients. Like, do you hear this a lot as well? I mean, operating some Avita, you know, hearing a lot of entrepreneurs. Do you hear a lot of people talking about, I don't know where to find my clients. I can't find any clients. Yes, actually, it's very common. And I think we have a lot of, um, as a co-working space, we have a lot of new people like that have just moved to Austin. And so they don't have a lot of networks yet. And so they actually come into a co-working space because they're hoping to find connections. Although I find that most, um, you know, just if you're all listening and you're thinking about co-working spaces uh, to get your clients, it's not that you're going to get clients from your other co-working members. It's making connections with those members in order to find clients. So that's a mis- very common misperception. I have people coming in and they're like, oh, I'm going to get all these people to be my clients. Like, <laughs> no, they're really like your peers. They're your peer groups and they're other entrepreneurs like you. But it's very common that, you know, new entrepreneurs Uh, They're just launching. They just get their website. And then, you know, you spend all this time and all this energy and then it's like crickets, right? You're just like, okay, I'm ready. I'm open for business. (laughs) Like what's, you know, or you've got more experienced entrepreneurs that are just like constantly, you know, feeling like, well, what's the new angle here? Like, how do I keep my funnel like relevant and keeping clients coming in? And I think that's where I am as a entrepreneur is that I'm actually pretty full in my private practice, but how do I just constantly make sure that people are coming in because I'm going to have people exiting and leaving therapy and I have to bring in new people. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Like I actually see this as a skill, right? Because what happens sometimes is we get stuck on a tactic that works to help us find clients. And this is what I see people looking for. They're always looking for tactics. They're looking for like the latest way to get them through Facebook ads or the latest funnel to create, the latest social media tool that you have to use. And all of those are tactics. They're like specific ways that you could find clients. But what most people don't learn is the skill of finding clients. Because guess what? All of those tactics will eventually not work. Every single tactic you learn right now, we live eventually not work in the future. And so I want my clients to have a skill of being able to find clients no matter what happens in their life, no matter if the internet goes down, no matter if Facebook ceases to exist, you know, like we've got to be able to learn this as a skill. But what I find so interesting is that almost everybody I know has a block, right? It's like, you know, like, okay, where could you find your clients? And they're like, I've got nothing. I know no one. (laughs) There's no clients. Right. It's like, this is like really interesting blank. And so one of the things I have all my clients do is this thing I call lowest hanging fruits. And I have them look at, you know, who do they know? And even going through that document is so interesting because everybody hits a block. They're like, I don't know anyone. I don't have any connections. (laughs) 
<laughs> but the more I probe, right, the more I ask questions, the more I dig into their history and what they have and who they know. It's really interesting how we do often have a lot of our target market or we do often have sort of what we might call partners, so people who have access to our target market, or we do have ways to access our target market, like just in our daily lives, but somehow we separate this idea. It's like, I don't know, somehow finding clients is separate than our daily existence. <laughs> we yeah. make it this really hard thing. I agree. I think we do. It's like overthink it or somehow make it because it is so important. It's like, it's so important to us that we can have these blocks around it because we don't really trust what we already know or who we are already connected with. We, we think we have to create, you know, something new, like you said. And, you know, when I think about when I first launched my private practice, leaving um, a nonprofit world, right? It's like everybody that I knew were in the nonprofit world, they weren't entrepreneurs, but that really benefited me to really think about my networks. You know, I made relationships with all my coworkers. And then when I went into private practice, I let them all know, hey, I'm going into private practice and this is how you can support me. And this is how you can refer clients if you're, if you need, you know, to, to send them outside of the non, because in nonprofits, like you can only see clients for so long and they usually then kind of phase out. It's like, oh, you, you know, we were only funded to give you about eight sessions. And so then after that client is complete, they have to go out into the community. So for me, it's a, a unique example, but um, think about who were your contacts before you became an entrepreneur, you know, and how much of that community knows that you've just launched a business and understand what type of clients that you're seeing. Because that really made it so much easier for me. All those new, those initial clients when I first launched a private practice were referrals from those people that knew me in my nonprofit. That's right. Space. Yeah. Totally. And I think, you know, what we need to recognize is that it's easy to find your clients. What most people don't have in place is their foundation. So what most people are missing is two really key components to finding clients. One is they don't have a specific enough target market. So they're, you know, looking for like women in business. Okay, there's a lot of women in business. That's fine. But you're so not specific enough that you just sort of blend in with the millions of other people targeting women in business. So it's like sometimes it's that you're not specific enough in your target market. The other thing is that a lot of people have not learned the art of an introduction. So everywhere we go, people ask us what we do every day if we're in the coffee shop. I mean, literally, people ask me every day what I do. And I'm like, well, this is what I do. And when I have practiced that intro, when I when I know, and not an elevator pitch, so let me just be clear about that. It's that ability to communicate very simply who you serve and what you do, not in marketing speak, not in this really polished, you know, kind of cheesy intro, which is the elevator pitch that most people do, but in this just really genuine way. Look, I help women do this. You know, I help men do this or I help organizations do this, then someone's able to very quickly like shuffle and sort their mind to say, who do I know that needs that? Am I one of the persons that needs it? Oh, yes, you're talking to me. And in such a quick way, you form a connection, you form someone who can bridge a referral, or you form a client. Like that's how easy it is. But we've lost that art to be able to introduce ourselves and be very clear about what we're offering and who we're serving. Yeah, I agree. And that's something, you know, you and I, we have always been very specific, 
in the way we approach business, which is interesting. When I think back to, you know, we didn't just decide that we were going to open a co-working space. It's like we were very specific to the fact that it was going to be wellness oriented and that it was going to have all of these particular um, health and wellness professionals, specifically, mostly, and also women, right? So we niche, we're like women and then health and wellness professionals and coaches that are trying to run their business and overwhelmed, you know, and then like, like in my therapy practice, I don't just do therapy. There's tons of therapists, you know, I niche down to somatic therapy with those who have complex trauma. And I've been um, tongue in cheek. I've been introducing myself at events now where I'm like, I am a trauma therapist that focuses also on entrepreneurship. So complex trauma and entrepreneurs. And they mm. <laughs> are all just like, yeah, because we are all traumatized That's <laughs> right. from our businesses. Right. Um, but yeah, it's but it's very, you know, I've always been very specific, you know, and I think I've gotten feedback in the past. I'm glad I did not listen to that was sort of eh, like, you're so specific. You're so niche. Like that's going to be really hard to communicate. But I have found the opposite to be true. Like the more, more and more specific, I'm like, I'm only working with female founders of co-working businesses. I am only working with entrepreneurs and I'm going to use somatic therapy, you know, it's, yeah. it's very, very specific. Well, and it helps you stand out and it helps people ask more questions as well. Like if I'm just targeting any woman in business, right, there's so many business coaches out there that are targeting women in business. Like I literally am like one of a million. But if I'm really specific in the problems that I solve and the things that I can help with and the things that I do, well, then that makes a huge difference to the person I'm talking to. And they know, oh, she's actually speaking to me. I'm that person. Oh my God, I'm that person. And so I've gotten so many clients just by having conversations at coffee shops or, you know, in hot springs. We talked about this a million times on this podcast, but like that is the thing not only that I've practiced, but that I teach. When a client can really master that art of introduction, they can pick up clients anywhere. And so it doesn't mean that every person you're trying to sell to, and then this is like that sort of myth that people get, oh, well, then I've got, I'm going to be salesy. You're not selling to them. You don't have an intention of meeting someone in a coffee line and being like, I'm going to convince them to buy from me. <laughs> like that's not yeah. the intention. You're just striking up a conversation. If there's an opportunity, to talk more about your business, fantastic. If there's not, you walk away. But you will be surprised how often people naturally ask you what you do. And if it sparks a resonation for them, then they will ask you more. And so sometimes I think what we've got to do is cultivate these practices rather than obsess over where's my target market. Because for almost everybody I know, your target market is everywhere around you. Like they're literally in the communities you're in, the groups you're in, you know, with the, your kids' school, they're, you know, at the PTA, they're literally everywhere you go. But unless you understand how to introduce yourself effectively, how to master the art of conversation and connection, like then you will struggle to make that opportunity known, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, this comes back to you and I are big believers in the face-to-face -face personal connection. And so many people are trying to run their businesses and definitely generate their leads for new clients through social media. And, you know, I, gosh, I could probably count on one hand, like how many clients I've gotten through social media, really. Like they don't come that way. That's my fan base. Those are the people that are interested in what I have to say. They might hire me to come speak. They may refer their friends to me. They may see me as a resource. But my clients are not like coming through 
Instagram. You know, they're coming through the conversations that I'm having with people and and they're searching for me online. So they find me online, but that's they're they're doing the niche search on like wellness co-working or somatic therapy. Well, interestingly enough, I get more than half my clients online. And what is so interesting is that it's not from a funnel, it's not from Facebook ads, it's not from my content. You know, those things, contents, funnels, like those things are really effective in warming people up that are already interested in you. But I get most of my clients by having conversations in Facebook groups, like people who ping me in Instagram, like you literally can start up a conversation. It's the exact same thing as when you're standing in a line or when you're meeting people at networking. There's all these opportunities to connect with your clients. So like one way that you can do it is even by like Facebook groups. Everybody uses a lot of Facebook groups, but they use them wrong. So, you know, we don't go into a Facebook group to find our target market and spam people. We don't yeah. like, you know, what a lot drop of people- Drop a link. Yeah, <laughs> drop a link. Oh my God, never drop a link. Hashtag never drop a link, right? Like, like drives me nuts. And so you go to this place, like for instance, you know, I mean, the business coaches are like notorious for all of this. So you go into a group and someone says, oh, I'm looking for a business coach. And they're not specific at all. They're just like a business coach. So like 300 business coaches will respond by dropping their links, right? This is what I encounter sometimes in these Facebook groups. And I find it so interesting. And so like, first of all, if 300 people are dropping links, don't even bother dropping your link. Like don't even bother doing anything because it would be overwhelming to the person who's asked for a business coach to look through 300 comments, right? Like that is stupid. But, you know, there are these opportunities to ask questions, to be seen, to to share with people what you do. So oftentimes, say someone's asking for a business coach and there's not 300 comments, but, you know, maybe just a few more. (laughs) Like, you know, I might respond and say, look, this is who I serve. If this problem is what you're having, I might be able to help, but I do not drop my link, right? I just actually treat them like a human, right? Not somebody that I'm just like, you know, it's kind of like when you go to networking. I don't know if you guys have ever been to, you know, networking groups where like someone just walks up to you and they're like, hi, my name is Chris. And they just hand you a card and they're like, here you go. Here's my card. I'm like, I don't even know you. I don't know what the hell you do. Like, why do I want your card? And it's so invasive, right? You don't do that on social media either. You get to know someone. You connect with them. You're clear about what you offer. You're clear about who you can help. And what's beautiful in those Facebook groups is that if you are really genuine and you don't drop a link like everyone else, you often get noticed. So like even sometimes someone will search for a business coach you know, in a group and it's from like months ago, but they really liked what I had to say and they reach out to me. So it's like, there's all these really interesting ways, but it still comes back to knowing what you're offering, being able to introduce yourself and not being like a complete spammer, like just really connecting on a genuine level. No, I love how you are doing that. And it's such a great example of how you use social media in the positive way, because so many people are spending tons of time and energy and they're paying people to help them with their yeah. social media feed and they're curating content. Oh. But those po- that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, I don't get 
ever a client that's just like, I love that curated content that you just posted. <laughs> and so I'd like you to be my therapist. You know, it's like, like you said, it's more of that they may ask a follow up question about something or make a comment about depression, anxiety. And then I can come in and be like, oh, yeah, it's very common for entrepreneurs to struggle more than the average population, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then they're like, uh, you know, we have we have a conversation online and a relationship is being built. And that's exactly what you're saying. It's like you can use social media, but don't just drop a link. Don't just, you know, put beautiful curated images in these quotes and think that you can just walk away from that and you're going to get clients because people are looking for the person behind that. They're looking for that conversation. And I do think that, you know, groups are a good way to do it. Or Instagram is like more, you know, you can really, um, drop a comment like right below the post and see people having more authentic conversations there. But yeah, that's where the the sweet spot is the actual conversation, the connection that you're experiencing with someone else, you know? Yes. And look, um, I guarantee you, look, I have seen behind the scenes of thousands of businesses. Like, I'd, so from that perspective, I'm telling you that 99% of businesses who are succeeding and getting clients, they do not come from their content. They do not come from their email list. So all this time you're spending to find clients through content, through email lists, through funnels, guess what? It's not going to bring you clients. And so, you know, this is the wake up call. And so, you know, there's a couple things. So we've talked a little bit now about mastering your intro, right? So very authentic, very real, knowing who you serve and knowing what you offer. So I rarely find any business who has that honed. So that skill right there needs to be learned and practiced and mastered. I make all my clients practice and master that over and over and over and over again. No one has ever come to me with a honed intro. Nobody. No matter how much time they've tried, it's either too elevator pitch-ish and everyone's like, what the hell is that? Or it's too broad, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'll go to a networking event. This is what I always laugh at. And and say, you know how a lot of times at smaller networking events, everybody will get up and introduce themselves and they'll give their little elevator pitch. Man, sometimes I just want to just like break down and laugh. And of course, I don't want to be mean. And I really love people and I get what they're doing. But sometimes the, the elevator pitch they've crafted is so obtuse. It's so like <laughs> esoteric. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> You know, like, like it who, sounds really pretty, but that doesn't mean exactly. Exactly. And so then, of course, no one's going to be like, ooh, I can identify with that. That's your point of your intro. Can I identify with it? Can I not? So your target market, if you're talking to them and you've got a good intro, they will identify with it. But if you were, have some crazy weird intro that you've tried to polish and make it sound really pretty for marketing, guess what? No one's going to resonate because it's like a concept. It doesn't. Nobody feels it in their body. And so that's the huge difference um, that it takes. So those are really important things. But in addition to that, I think we have to talk about the block that we have, the block that we have from seeing our clients everywhere. Because that is the mindset I hit constantly with my clients. There is no one. There is no one. I can't see anyone. I don't know anyone. Like it's a mindset issue. And so until we sort of navigate that, it's really hard to be able to break through to all of a sudden see things. So I've actually had clients play with this where I'm like, okay, 
your normal state of mind is there's no clients anywhere. There's nobody anywhere. I'm like, okay, so I want you to play with it. I want you to try on this idea, this feeling that my clients are everywhere, right? I just want you to try it on, like put that on, like as if it's a costume, you know, play it out like a drama queen, you know, like my clients are everywhere and walk out into the world or into a Facebook group or online anywhere with that attitude. And you will be amazed at how things shift. Now, you have to actually be able to really play in it, but like that's when you're convinced and you can really see, wow, it is a mindset. Uh, I can totally feel that when you're talking right now. I can like feel that power of like what that means to be in your confidence and how that attracts your potential client. And it's such a different way of approaching it than the other way that you mentioned, which is just the block, which is just like, oh, I... And I'm not going to get any clients like every time I just keep going and I have these conversations, but I don't meet anyone. And, you know, it's just like we can get into this really negative place and trying that on just really, like you said, you can't just say it once. You have to step in as if you're putting on that costume of like confidence of I see my clients everywhere. Yes. And yeah. And I mean, you know, this is like the law of attraction for dating too and the calling in the one, right? It's like when you want to find your mate, your partner, like you need to walk into the world, like you're going to meet him today. And actually I did do that. We've told this story. Like I did do that with my husband as I walked right into a public park and (laughs) I was like, I'm going to meet him. I didn't know I was actually going to meet him that day, but I was doing that like mantra in my head and met him that day. So it actually does work to have a mindset of that you could see your clients everywhere. And it's not some trick. It's not the the latest funnel. It's not something that you've cracked on Facebook algorithms. Like it is you stepping into your ability to receive and to attract those clients. Yes. And generally our struggle to get clients is not our marketing. It's our mindset and it's all, it's the ways we're blocking things. So over the years, I've seen so many ways we block things, right? We create walls energetically. So we say on one hand, we want clients and then we have a wall energetically that can't receive them. I've watched this so many times. And so like we have to start to question, A, what is the mindset we're looking for? And so, you know, mindset one-on-one, right? All mindset is, is a filter. It's it's a filter of beliefs that we're looking through. So like, you know, I use this kind of very neutral example. Like if I have a mindset that I can only see red chairs or there's only red chairs, guess what? That's what I'm going to notice. And sometimes people can um, experience this with cars. Like say they've been looking at certain kinds of cars and then all of a sudden they see cars everywhere that are just like those cars they were looking for. And they didn't notice them before because now their mindset, their attention has been on this particular kind of car. Well, guess what? That's also how it works with clients. If we constantly say, I can never find my clients, there's no clients around, nobody wants my services, guess what? We will not see all the abundance of opportunity in front of us. But when we shift mindsets and say, you know what? My clients are everywhere. I can feel them. I can connect with them anywhere. Guess what? You connect with them anywhere. And so like one of the things that I noticed myself, like three or four years ago, I hated Facebook. Like I would never touch Facebook. I hated Facebook. I didn't use it. I was against using it. Like, you know, but it was like this tool that everyone talked about how awesome it was and how great it was. And so I shifted my mindset. I deliberately tried on this thing that said, 
you know what? I connect with my clients everywhere. I connect with them on Facebook. I connect with them on LinkedIn. I connect with them in person. I connect with them in networks. I connect with clients everywhere. And it totally shifted my experience with Facebook. Now, I didn't like it prior to that, but I started to see it as this amazing tool that connects me with my clients. That was totally a mindset shift. And it was just a deliberate choice to see things differently. Mm, I love that. I love it. And, you know, I, the example that you give with the cars, that is so true. And that, so everyone should be able to relate to that because all of a sudden you're like, wow, I never knew that model of car was everywhere, you know? And it's because you really zeroed in on it for a while and you were interested in it and you wanted to find it. And then now you see it. It didn't change. Those cars didn't somewhat just show up more. They've been there the whole time and you didn't notice them. So, you know, and on that, like, getting clear on what does your ideal, what's your client look like? Where do they hang out? Right. It's like that I'm looking for this certain car and then all of a sudden I can find it, you know? And so if you're looking for your client, like who are you looking for? You know, getting, and that's a whole nother conversation, but it's like getting clear on what it is that you're looking for and knowing that you can find them, that they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people get frustrated with me when I go down this path because they're like, can't you just give me the tactics? Just tell me how to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay. So the there thing- are no shortcuts. <laughs> that's right. And the thing is, I can tell you a tactic will stop working for you. And then guess what? You're going to have to pay me more to keep teaching you a tactic or you're going to have to pay someone else to teach you a tactic. You know, or you're going to have to go struggle to get a tactic. But what if you could actually shift everything so right now, without even learning a new tactic, you could create something different? That's how powerful moving through this pathway is. Being able to shift mindset, looking at things from a bigger picture allows you to have skills and to find clients no matter what state you're in, no matter what circumstances you're in, no matter what's happening in the world, no matter how the market changes, no matter how the tactics start working, guess what? You'll keep being able to find clients because you've learned the right skills to do that, which is shifting your mindset, learning to master your intro, learning the art of conversation, which I've been thinking about doing a podcast on that, like just the art of conversation and some of the stages of that, because I teach my clients that, I think that would be really interesting. But, you know, just those few things will shift your experience, like all across the board to always find clients and never lack clients. But I think we just forget that and we get so stuck on, you know, there's no clients to be found. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, it's such a good reminder and just of how powerful we are. And, and then I also want to say, and and it's not just an overnight fix, like, you know, I made that comment about my husband, you know, but I did years of working on receptivity and what it means to really allow myself to be seen and loved. And right. It's like, so we do this work in our personal lives. We do this work in our business, but once we do like really start to come from these places of self inquiry, and then we step into the world like open and ready. You know, the universe is just like waiting for us to get our shit together. It's <laughs> just like, it's just waiting for that moment for us to be ready. And those clients are ready, but we have to know that we're ready to receive them and we have to walk in the world, you know, ready to meet them. So I love this conversation because it really does move it away from like the last, you know, the most recent gimmicky thing and it puts it back in your hands. 
And it reminds you that you are building practices and skills that will forever benefit you in your entrepreneurship and in your personal lives. That's right. That's right. So that's a perfect place to end today. So I hope you all have an amazing time finding your clients and shifting your mindset. (laughs) And we will talk to you all next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.